0: Welcome to Tome of Tales. This episode is a downtime write-up in the Kansas Expanse called Starting a Band. Co-written with Jason, who plays Arcadius Hogg, and Tarek, who plays Matthew Mentor. Members of the London RPG community. Quinn's was one of the nicer establishments in Daring Heights. Wood panelling, polished with a nice varnish. Tables spaced out with cushioned chairs. The patrons each around their own islands of light. Some tables had extravagant meals. Others had a mix of small dishes which were picked at with soft hands. The talk was low, soft murmurs. A gentle melody of notes lilting through the air came from a raised dais swaying through the air to weave around wooden railings that divided up sections of the floor. All were able to see the beautifully dressed halfling woman as she played a sweet set for all who came into the establishment that evening. Cheryl's fey wings had changed since Arcadius last saw her. They seemed more real more magical. Which was impossible because he knew they weren't real. And yet, is that your friend you mentioned? Matthew asks Arcadius, breaking through his thoughts. Cheryl is dancing across the stage as she plays through the intro to her current song. Yes, that's her, he answers. I need a drink. He grumbles and walks off to the bar, muttering about something. Matthew gives a nod and searches for an empty table, finding one near the edge of the room. He takes a seat, eyes transfixed on the woman performing, studying her as one artist would another. Cheryl, absorbed in the swell of the intro as she comes to its end, doesn't notice her friend Arcadius, or the man watching her so intently. She is lost in the magic of the music, holding the audience's breath with the final chord, Fingers carrying the notes up to the sky. Then the wave comes crashing down. Cheryl sings and dances across the stage. Twirls and swirls of tulle fabric from her leaf green dress. Making her look like she floats. Whilst she sings about searching for lost love. Her feet appear to never touch the ground. Eventually the song comes to its end. And the patrons clap some even whistling their praise and enjoyment. Her smile is a ray of sunshine, and she bows low, wings shimmering as they catch the candlelights in the room. Arcadius again mutters to himself, Her wings are nicer than mine. It isn't fair. The tiefling turns to face Matthew, feeling inspired by the performance and putting aside wing jealousy for the moment so listen i've been meaning to tell you something since we had that trip over to kundar after you saved my life matthew nods absent-mindedly but arcadius continues on the floodgates starting to open no doubt you remember my uh dislike of music he pauses for a moment a final hesitation I don't hate music. I just dislike the idea of music, as my parents forced me to learn the lyre as a kid. So, yes, I know how to play the lyre, and I'm not proud of it. And I'm jealous that you're all better than me, and let's not talk about it ever again. Arcadius downs the double serving of fire whiskey within his reach, slamming the glass onto the table with the flourish of a natural, habitual drinker. Maybe, I don't know. What do you think? Matthew was still absorbing the song the halfling had just performed, dissecting it and testing all the notes in his head. So when Arcadius asked his question, it took a moment longer to register what his friend had just said. She is terrific. Wait. What? You can play an instrument. You gotta show me. Better yet, join me for a song. Completely focusing on Arcadius now, Matthew calls for a bottle of brandy and a couple of glasses. The Fae daughter finishes the first part of her set to a warm round of applause, whilst the half-angel tempts the half-devil to try his six-fingered hand at music. Cheryl is beaming as she steps off the dais to have her half-hour break, whilst the patrons enjoy the main part of their meals. As she comes out from backstage, She spots her tall tiefling friend. Making her way over, Cheryl notices Arcadius has a look of trepidation on his face as the dark-haired man speaks animatedly to him. What have you gotten yourself into now, Arcadius? I... no, I'm not ready for the... Cheryl! Arcadius starts as he sees his friend seemingly appear beside their table with a giggle. A plan was forming in the tiefling's mind, and he leaps to his feet. Tell my dear friend Matthew that I should never, ever, ever go on stage. Ever, he gives her a pleading look. It would be bad. Oh, you know each other, Matthew says, standing up. He gives a flourished bow, taking Cheryl's hand and giving it a small kiss who in turn gives him a playful smile as she curtsies. I am Matthew Mentar, pleased to meet you and an even greater pleasure to attend your performance. With a small heartfelt smile, he pulls up a third seat and gestures to the staff to bring out one more glass. Glad for the disruption, Arcadia sits back down at the table. Yes, Cheryl's a good friend of mine, a very good friend. Rather like you. She saved my life when I've made... mistakes. A stellar performance yet again, my dear. What's with the, uh... fancier wings? Couldn't you repair the old ones? <laughs> he said, a smile slowly appearing on his face. Cheryl takes a small sip of the Fay wine the server brings her before she speaks. These are my new and improved wings. Faye helped me with them. She turns to Matthew. They are also from the Feywild. Such a lovely person. Fey helped me, just like my dear friend Arcadius did when I was being torn apart by giant lizards. A small blush touches her ears as she remembers how badly things went on their last adventure. It went rather poorly. Well, I am glad to see that you are still here and your inner song is still powerful enough for everyone to enjoy. I've been through something similar a few months ago with some ancient god and ghosts, but luckily my blood was strong enough to withstand their attacks at the cost of my new snakeskin cloak. Cheryl looks at Matthew with interest as he speaks. That is quite something. I'd love to hear more of this some other time. She turns to Arcadius. I'm due to start the second half of my set in twenty minutes, but... A sly grin creeps across her face. What is this I hear about you being able to play the lyre? I thought you hated music, Arcadius. Cheryl's eyes twinkle with a mischievous light as she stares down her friend. Matthew downs his glass in one go and starts pouring another healthy serving while seeing where this will go with a look of amusement. All of the blood drains from Arcadius's face, leaving his dark burgundy skin looking a little paler than a few moments before. You heard that. Oh, joy. Was his simple response, the usual grin on his face missing. Fine, whatever. I only hate music, as I said, because I was forced to learn the lyre. Might as well be open about it now. Sure. Cheryl rests her small hand on Arcadius's large red one and smiles gently. Music can be whatever you want it to be. It can heal. It can bring joy. It can be a way to express your heart's most secret desires. She glances to Matthew, and an idea pops into her head. I may be wrong... I get the feeling you are also a connoisseur of music, maybe even... a music maker?" Matthew picks up the lute resting next to him, which Cheryl had not noticed before. "'I dabble a bit.' "'Hmm,' Cheryl looks Matthew up and down. "'I wonder...' She looks between the two men, an idea coming to mind. "'Give me a moment.' She suddenly gets up and dashes away. Matthew, with a laugh, looks at Arcadius and says, (laughs) Oh, I think I know where this is going, and I love it. You, though. He trails off, but speaks no further, instead waiting for Cheryl with a mischievous smile. Arcadius's face goes a little more pale. I think I know where it's headed to, and I don't like it. One bit. Nope. Unless she's going to take you up on the stage instead and do a duet. In which case, sure, I like that. But something tells me it isn't a duet she's planning. After a few minutes, Cheryl returns sauntering over to their table, a lilting skip to her step. Get ready, friends. We go on in ten. She turns to Arcadius. This means you too. She beams up at him, turning up the charm with her smile. I need to change outfits. I'll meet you over there. She points to where she went backstage. Once I'm ready. She gives Arcadius a heartfelt look of encouragement, turns, and skips away, humming a tune. Arcadius watches Cheryl move away, whilst Matthew downs another glass of the brandy, before getting up, bringing the bottle with him. With a slight sway to his step, He approaches the stage. Matthew snaps his fingers, and smoke starts flying from his hand to cover the stage with half a foot of fog, but not moving past its edge. Another snap, and the flow stops. That should do it, Matthew says. Arcadius begrudgingly comes up behind him, voice low, as he says, I don't really think I have anything to bring to the situation. Seriously. You're both better than me, and I'm just going to bring you down. This is a bad idea. He peers at his friend closely, noticing that he has stopped his dance-like walking, and now is attempting to be a lot more careful, as if trying to focus. Are you okay there, friend? A worried look crosses Matthew's face, and he glances behind him to his shoulder before relaxing. Oh, I'm always okay unless something tries to ruin my clothes." (laughs) With a chuckle, he looks back at his handiwork and takes another swig from the brandy bottle. A few minutes later, Cheryl returns, changed into her adventuring gear. Gone is the lighter armored leather she used to wear. Instead, it is a thicker, more sturdy leather, carved with intricate patterns of vines and leaves. And studded with vicious-looking golden flowers, on leather dyed aubergine purple. A rapier with a dragon motif is strapped to her side. Where before her wings looked beautiful, now they look like they could cut the air if she twirled around too fast. The transformation is very different, and it's a bit unsettling. Ready? Ready as we could be. I like this look, by the way, Matthew chimes. With a flourish, he pulls out a dark cloak, midnight dark silk shimmering with gothic symbols woven in white silk along the edges. Draping it across his shoulders, he jumps up onto the stage and then offers his hand to both Cheryl and Arcadius. The Fae Bard takes his hand gladly, gracefully leaping up into the magical fog, her wings folding back and down out of the way. Resigning himself to the torture he was certainly about to be dealt, Arcadius takes Matthew's hand with a sigh, fluttering his wings to assist with climbing up onto the stage to stand alongside his companions. "'I hope you both know what you're letting yourselves into. "'I'm really bad,' Arcadius says. "'Seriously, I haven't played this in years.' "'Just relax and have a drink,' Matthew says with a grin. "'On your mark, Cheryl.' Live in the music, Arcadius. Your hands will remember the rest, she says, and gives him a wink. Then she turns to the audience, raising a hand. Like magic, a quiet falls on them, as utensils are set down and glasses stop clinking. I hope you all have been enjoying your evening. This next set is a little different. A first time in these lands... But sure to be a memorable one. Cheryl looks back at Matthew and then Arcadius, nods, and starts plucking the first small notes on her harp. She starts alone, careful and delicate, a small melody of single notes lifting over the crowd. As the music starts to fill the space, she looks to Arcadius on her right and nods encouragement for him to join her. Arcadius nods in response, and closes his eyes for a brief moment, his six fingers sliding into place around the lyre reflexively. It seems to come back to him naturally. All of the childhood lessons hadn't quite abandoned him as much as he had tried to leave them behind. From her other side, Matthew starts strumming chords on his lute, bringing a bassier, fuller sound that sends tingles of excitement down her spine. This is it. This is the magic. She thinks to herself as she closes her eyes, getting into the end of the introduction of the song. The two men look at her, but she is riding the silence. Her hands hold the breath of the notes, suspended on the peak of it. Then she opens her lips and starts to sing, hands tearing across her harp in a strong chord. Her voice is potent, dynamic, a rising and falling wave that builds and builds. Cheryl holds the last note, pushing it to lengths that strengthens the crescendo. The patrons are on the edge of their seats, uncertain what they are hearing, as the music the three bards are playing is something they have never heard before. Then Cheryl gestures to Arcadius, wings flashing out in a dynamic flare as they are released into a hard riff on his lyre. The louder, heavier chords now tear through the room as his six fingers dance across the strings of his instrument. His eyes are closed, but he doesn't need to see. His hands remember the notes. They remember the way to pull the music forth seeing him get lost in the music sets a wild and wicked energy through Cheryl that makes her also start dancing across the stage fog swirling around them all Matthew's jaw hangs open in surprise at Arcadius but he quickly recovers, seeing his tiefling friend riff off in a way he has never seen or heard before not wanting to be outdone he also starts playing just as hard on his lute, head casually banging to the beat the audience which had been accustomed to softer ballads and more heartfelt, lilting music, are taken aback. The music cascading down from the fog-laden stage is loud, but full of daring and determination. They don't quite understand why, but as they listen to Cheryl singing, Matthew backing her up on vocals, and attempting his own daring and harsh chords on his lyre, Arcadius all the while forgetting his dislike of music, the audience is swept away by the new sounds. The song takes them all, performers and audience alike, on a tumultuous journey that builds up and crashes down. As Cheryl dances and sings across the stage, swirling fog up and flashing lights with bits of magic, the crowd is enthralled, the music constantly bringing them to the edge of being ready to get up and fight and holding them back just on the precipice. Arcadius's dread from before is banished, and he continues to riff off on the lyrics Cheryl sings, whilst Matthew gives his all to the song. So lost in the music are the three in the cathartic release as together they build up The final verse, and then the patron's thunderous applause. Matthew, Arcadius, and Cheryl sit around one of the small tables, a bottle of Fay wine and a bottle of fire whiskey being shared between the three of them. The high of their performance is still buzzing through their veins as they clink glasses together in a toast. That was absolutely the Best performance I have ever been part of. Cheryl looks at Arcadius. And you were amazing, Arcadius. The way you played the lyre was just magical. I loved it too. See, Arcadius, you even outdid me. Matthew says, clinking his glass against his friends. But our lovely lady Cheryl had us there both for a moment. Cheryl looks at Matthew, a mock-affronted look on her face. Whatever do you mean, good sir? Matthew winks. Maybe I should go a bit harder. Maybe even a bit more sober next time. Oh, you want there to be a next time, hmm? Arcadius looks on and is unsure if she is flirting with Matthew or just being mischievous. Do you two want some privacy or are we good? Arcadius says sarcastically. Giggling to himself for a moment, his usual cocky attitude having returned in force. Hey, there being a next time would be good, actually. Now that I'm a little more confident. Cheryl gives one last look to Matthew, but turns her full attention to Arcadius. I'm glad you're on board for this threesome, Arcadius. She tries not to smirk as she continues. I get the feeling this is going to be quite the thing, if we do it right. This is something I am definitely into. Just one performance helped me make more sense of my inner song. A great threesome we shall be, Matthew says, ending with a chuckle. Arcadius's six-fingered hand meets his forehead with another sigh. If we do this, we aren't calling ourselves a threesome. Just... No. Cheryl bursts out in a tinkling laughter, tears in her eyes at Arcadius's face. Agreed, Arcadius. The naming of things is important. How about... The planes of existence? Arcadius nods. It could work. Almost like a nod to the places where we came from. And where we are going to, says Matthew raising a glass of fire whiskey. To the plains of existence, the best band in Cantus. Cheryl raises her glass of Fay wine. And one day, all the realms. The two bards look to Arcadius, waiting. He nods, raising his glass of whiskey. Here's to the fire we have burning within us. The three clink their glasses and drink long and deep the beginnings of yet another new and exciting venture starting in the Dawnlands. This downtime write-up was called Starting a Band, set in the Cantus Expanse, a long-running 5th edition D&D campaign, co-written with Jason, who plays Arcadius Hogg, and Tarek who plays Matthew Mentar, members of the London RPG community. Thank you for listening. Tune in again for the next chapter in Cheryl's Story.